What up, people? It's Tales from the Plantation, episode one, volume one, season one, um, everything one. Um, I'm your host, Harry Tubman. We also <laughs> have Harry Tubman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Tubman, leading Harry. you guys to freedom. We also, have, <laughs> we also have Girl with the Fro. We have the Wahab X. Why are you laughing? Who identifies as an idiot. <laughs> and we have Alia. <laughs> Why? Now it just sounds so like... Just plain. Oh, I yeah. Don't have no at. She doesn't have a social presence, apparently. She's a nobody. Um, so, yeah, I had a bunch of things I wanted to talk about today. But before all that, actually, the first thing I want to do, I guess we're, we're now going to do it because it's now a segment on the show. I've been bullied into having this segment. It's called Mook of the Week. If you're not from, <laughs> if you're not from London, a mook is just someone who's not very... A waste man. A waste man. Um, so... They want to give the award to Kanye West. I personally don't want to do that because I actually feel like he's a bit mentally ill, personally. When I think a bit mentally ill, I'd say a lot mentally ill. Um, obviously, he came up with some comments in the last week and a half, two weeks, um, talking about slavery was a, 400 years of slavery was a choice. He also said that himself and Donald Trump had, quote unquote, dragon energy whatever that means. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I was like, dragon energy. But he says he loves Donald Trump and all that kind of stuff. And everyone got onto him. I think he lost 9 million followers or something like that. Um, all these celebrities are all coming out. Even people that I didn't even think was his brethren suddenly going out like, oh, yeah, Kanye is so wrong. I'm like, you've never mentioned Kanye West before. Like, will I am? I, I've never heard him and Kanye West in the same conversation, but suddenly he's like going on talk shows like, oh, yeah. Um, what Kanye said was wrong, but personally, I think he's actually mentally mm. unwell. What do you guys think? That's just that's my personal view. I think he's mentally unwell. He's been showing us since Katrina, all the way through to um, whatever his weird, my beautiful, dark twisted, all that kind of stuff. And then he married Kim Kardashian. That to me is a clear sign of just he's not. <laughs> he can't be all there. He can't be all there. You wouldn't marry into that family if you're all there. Sorry. Well, you would if you wanted some money. Yeah, if you want some money, but you don't need money. You he's do. Rich. You do what Tristan did. Oh, actually, Tristan was. Did Tristan get married? Who's Tristan? Um, Tristan Thompson. Chloe. Is it Chloe Kardashian's boyfriend? One, one of them. That was. He didn't even get married, so it's not even like he can get money from it. Who are these really? people? Uh, Tristan. He, he plays. He plays for the Cavaliers. Right. And so he's married to he's basketball. He's basketball. not married. He had a child with Chloe. Kardashian. With Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. Right, and so, but did he, so he just married in. He didn't he's marry. Not, he's just oh, he's, he just had a child, and that's it. Yeah, so I guess he has technically now has. But then he already money. has money. He's a he's a. I know, but I'm just saying, if you wanted more money, then yeah. Mm. Okay, that's Kanye. <laughs> My thing is, I do think Kanye, I do think Kanye has. It seems like there's something wrong with Kanye mentally. At the same time, I feel like Kanye sounds like he is cogent enough to know what he's mm. to know what he's saying enough that he could have stopped he could have not said it do you see what i mean like i feel like it kind of i feel like it's almost offensive to people with there's a mental illness is a very broad thing but it's i think it's almost offensive to people with mental illness to to kind of suggest that because Kanye west has either whatever mental illness that we don't know because you know haven't had a don't know what his doctor said to say that therefore he isn't able to like know what he's yeah, saying yeah. like there's loads of people who have who'd be like well, hold on i have bipolar or schizophrenia or whatever and i'm not honest, saying that and i've not said this stupidness and i know enough to know this is not so i don't like i understand that mental illness thing but i feel like 
It's an excuse. Yeah, he's cogent. Like, I think he's he acts like he's acting like a child. And I also think if he if he does have mental health problems, which again we don't know, he might. Well, I think did, also no, then he got where taken are, to hospital. But, but also where are his he? family, where are his management. Like you also need to know when you're a public figure of this magnitude, if you have mental health problems and it really needs to be managed. Because what he's done, it wasn't like he just said something that was just stupid and you could just it was flippant. He's actually done something really detrimental because there's a lot of people that actually follow someone like Kanye West and look at him for serious guidance. And they're now saying Donald Trump's approval rating amongst the black community has doubled. So it's one thing just to say, oh, he's just an idiot, da, 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 da. but he's just not a bumbling idiot. He's Kanye West and lots of people, whether that's so, right or wrong, are looking to him as an example of almost what to think. So you're saying and... there are enough black people out there that look to Kanye West mm-hmm. as a figure of inspiration. Yes. And Donald Trump's vote amongst the black people has yeah. doubled. When you say doubled, yeah, that's what people what, are saying. Like, I don't zero, know. Zero point five. No, do you know? Donald I did, Trump I did was hear saying there was some kind of like thing where Donald Trump saying thank you, Kanye West. Like my approval ratings has gone through the roof because yeah, people well, do Trump like if you if you are seen with someone, it's like you're co-signing these people. They start to think, oh, well, maybe Donald Trump's not so bad. And I heard all sorts of people saying, oh, I kind of understood what he was saying. Even the fact that you're even trying to just because he's Kanye. I'm a huge fan. I like his music, but I'm not trying to stretch that far. To be fair, I did actually... Cut, I, I understood when he was saying the whole thing about... Group, almost like groupthink. Like, he's talking about, why should I be thinking the same way everyone else thinks? And I do think that is actually an important conversation. Mm. But I think the conversation fails when you're not discussing facts anymore. Like, mm. there's no... Yeah, it's true that we shouldn't all just have this groupthink, but there's also a certain case... There's also the fact that there are things that are, mm. happen that are true, that are historically verified... I understood, don't get me wrong, on one level I kind of understood, he said, you know, mental slavery is almost, is super powerful and it maybe still happens today. But he oversimplified the whole thing as if to say, you know, slavery just wouldn't have happened if we just all thought differently and rose up. There were so many factors that happened and it's just, he's just speaking from a place where, of massive privilege. That's not his experience. He doesn't know what it means to be powerless, to have no money. Because actually Kanye's West experience being a black man isn't really from the street you know he grew up fairly privileged mm. he traveled he had two parents his parents are successful they were smart so i just think he's coming from this place where he's sort of like i did it therefore you should all be able to do it and i just think, and, it's, and that's it's not even and just that's a, just not it's not just a slavery comments. it's been a trend of, of Kanye saying just stupid things like things like and i find this is a new thing as well with celebrities like diddy as well tweeting things like you have 24 hours in your day. You have the same number of, of hours in your day as Beyonce. So if you're still living in your one bedroom house with your mum, and it's just like, <laughs> actually, yeah, I have the same number of hours in my day as Beyonce, but I also don't have a whole team behind me, like, managing my entire life in order to be able to do the things that Beyonce did. But so it's like a should, stupid you thing. You shouldn't just dismiss those those things that they're saying. Like, I do think that Kanye, what Kanye says was, was said was very stupid. Um, but I think he's, I think he's someone who tries to push, push boundaries as much as possible. And I think... That kind of comes at a cost as, as sometimes coming across as um, insincere and and just ignorant rather than someone who's trying to get someone who's kind of got lost in his own thoughts. If that makes sense. But I don't think Kanye West pushes boundaries that much. I feel like I could go into any barbershop in Southeast London <laughs> and hear Ken and Kanye West. Everyone acts like Kanye West no, is no, no, some but, massive but, free thinker but, and he's thinking outside the box. No, but no, I he's think... not. Every every Trevor. In a barbershop in Peckham, probably has some random free thought that's just but, but not, but not every, Kanye but, West. But, but they just will, don't have money. But but they but the thing is exactly their their conversation will stay there. That's what I'm but saying. But Kanye, though. but Kanye, Kanye is someone obviously who he says whatever he says, people are gonna some people are gonna take his gospel, mm. some people are gonna hate it. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of pressure for someone like him who 
his, his throughout his career has been relatively revolutionary, like music wise and otherwise, right? Even even fashion industry, all the things that he's doing, mm. he's always like, you know, he's always pushing, 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 yeah. pushing, pushing. I do think there's an element of kind of pushing, 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 and then getting lost in your own mind, not really knowing what you're saying, kind of saying something, not really saying it, not really meaning it in that way, but really not having the tools to be able to package it in the way you really want to package it. But he just sort of acts like a child, though. You know, if, if you don't, if you're not a great speaker on the spot, don't go into TMZ without anything prepared and just go off on one. Because he can act like, oh, actually, that's not what I want to say. Well, if you don't what you want to say, why? when it's so important what you were saying, you should have just taken some time because it actually can't be undone. Later on, he's come back and said, obviously, that's not what I meant. Blah, blah, blah. But this is not the first time where he's done these impulsive things, which are really dangerous. Well, can, yeah, and then it. he that's keeps what... doing it. And actually, you know, you're a grown adult with three children. You need to learn how to... Think about what you're going to say, know the power of your words, know the power in the black community and what you represent and just think, actually, I need to be a bit better. I can't just go off on one and say whatever I want but because then, people will really run with that. And now everyone, I've heard so many people being like, well, he's got a good point, mental insight. I'm just like, But maybe that's why his meant the whole thing, what's about the whole mental illness thing? But then also on the flip side of what I said is actually maybe that's where it comes into play that actually maybe he doesn't have that filter that maybe some other people have because of whatever has happened to him mentally. And I, for me, I feel like the people around him, I'm like, where is Kim Kardashian? I'm not being, I don't, I'm not blaming her, but I'm like, where is your, where but, are the people? But she can't stop him from going in TMZ and saying no, what he's saying. No, but I'm feeling like, where are your, where is your manager? Where's your management? Where, the where are all the people that are supposed to manage his, like, I don't know. His, his image. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about like, like where, where was Kevin Hart's manager when he was cheating on his wife? Yeah. Where, where, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you, you can't police people in no, every I, single I situation. I know you can't, but like, for you to go on TMZ, like, Kevin Hart cheating, that's not like his manager set him up with those girls and was like, right, we're going to No, no, but you can easily say, where was his manager to say, bro, don't do that. Yeah, but he could have said, don't do it. But I'm saying with the whole TMZ thing, like, usually when it comes to like media appearances or like Twitter accounts and stuff, like, people who are that powerful have people who are like, I don't know that much about the industry, but don't you have people who are like managing that kind of, mm. like manage your social media presence, manage your bookings yeah, but, with whatever. But, but, the, but you've got like, like, like Trump has got people advising him, but he can go, he'll, he'll take the advice and he'll go up and say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, Hillary, same thing. Like that's you true. can't, like up until a point, you can do things off that's what he meant though. When they say they have dragon energy, right? Mm-hmm. I actually think they're both like, they both really suffer from narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. Probably to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that he sees, I think Kanye West sees some of that in Trump and that's why he gravitates to Trump because it's like, He's a Trump is a sort of guy that it doesn't really matter if it's true or whatever. He will just say whatever the heck comes to his mind and mm. he doesn't care. And to I think Kanye respects that because Kanye is that sort of person. For instance, the Beyonce thing where he's like, um, I'm gonna let you finish, but da da da. He's done that's not even the first time he did that before. Mm. He's done that when he he lost an award, he did that. He's done that multiple times. And actually he takes pride in almost being ignorant, because I've heard in interviews where he said, I just don't read. I think he thinks he's sort of <laughs> so above having to read and he just you know, obviously, he I'm is an amazing artist. I can't take the way I think he's really creative and what have you. But I think he almost takes pride in... I think whoever supports Donald Trump, you're supporting ignorance. Because Donald Trump, the things he comes out with aren't even accurate. It's not just because he's a Republican, because there's Republicans who are educated and who you can say, well, we can have a proper debate with. Yeah, he's he's sort of aligning idiot. himself with someone who just prides himself on being ignorant and has got into the most powerful office in the world from being ignorant. And I just think... If that's what he supports and he sees himself in that, I'm just thinking but I maybe think... actually Kanye does need to be put mm. to one side of it. And I'm surprised that people like Adidas didn't drop him because if a white person said what Kanye said, they would have been dropped in a yeah, minute. But it's low key one person because he's like Adidas didn't. They wouldn't hire. Um, well, they wouldn't hire like Colin Kaepernick, would they? For 
Some... Kaepernick. Yeah, they, because, they were waiting. They, they, no, they, they were waiting until he got signed, weren't they? Waiting until he got signed. They said he waiting until he got signed, and I feel like it's very interesting that Kanye West basically said something that was rude towards black people and didn't lose too much sponsorship. He should have. Yeah, but, but, but if you stand up for black people, you're going to lose... Yeah, but, but that's, also, nor- that's normal. That's I mean, normal, you, but you, I would you... also say that one, one of the reasons that Kanye and Donald are both so popular is that I feel like actually all of us can see a little bit of ourselves in Kanye West. Like, I feel like... All of us want to be like them. Yeah, no, to be able to just, to just say, say what, what we want to say like, and be in a position where the backlash isn't really going to affect us that much. To be honest, the idea of just being able... I feel like Donald Trump was is part of his popularity is that everyone can see that kind of desire to just shoot from the hip and not care what other people think. No, but I would... No, no, there's one thing being outspoken and having an opinion, but I would never want my opinion to hurt people. And with his comments... They hurt people. And actually, he, you know, this is masses of history. That's worse yet. Kanye's ancestors themselves would have been saved. He's the product of slavery. I mean, I don't know how he could have thought, I'm just going to say whatever I think without offending millions of people. It's almost like being a Holocaust denier. You know, even if that's what you thought, keep those opinions to yourself. Like Kanye, if you think slavery was just all something in our mind and we could have overcome it, you have that idea and you say it at home. You do not go in public saying these hurtful things which was a reality for then I guess all the, black people in America I just don't know why you'd want to say that I guess the idea for people like Trump and Kanye is that the truth sometimes hurts and that if we're gonna but who is it who told them that it was their job for you to speak the truth and be the voice of truth no one asked you to do that yeah but the people look up to them as people look up to I don't Kanye look up to Kanye West as a political insider though I don't enough, look up to Kanye West like people... make music and go home like I don't need you for anything <laughs> other than that I don't want to hear your make opinion make some nicer trainers yeah bro. I don't want to hear his opinion on like the black straw I don't really look for Kanye for that I think he makes good music and like, the worst thing his music was very conscious at a time like the stuff he was coming out was empowering for black people so I just don't know why he's taking this sort of complete turn to it kind of portray everyone it's really strange you blame Kim Kardashian I don't blame Kardashian I'm just saying like I feel like no, I, to be honest, after his mum died, I feel like he's... And that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's... And that's what I'm saying. I don't think... I'm not saying he's necessarily full-blown mental, but I think he has some sort of mental... If you look at the whole account on TMZ, he looks like so, he looks like that he's boy in, in school who's trying to get approval from everyone and just kind of talking. It's like, yeah, but you, you get me, don't you? You get me, you get me. He's like, he looked he look kind of lost. And, I think and, like, and, I think he and when that guy stood up to him, and he was like... Oh, I didn't mean. I didn't mean it. Like he just looked like he's looking for approval from everyone. Yeah, and I think he genuinely isn't trying to hurt people, which is why I think the backlash. Even though I understand it, it's just like, yeah, I just feel it. I almost I empathize with him just because I I but don't know. Does, hashtag like, pray for Kanye. Hashtag pray. Hashtag pray for Kanye. No, I actually think you know what he needs this to happen. You need to understand you've hurt people. Yeah, maybe. And that's the ramifications of what you yeah. said. You can't just go out and say whatever you think. When it's something as big as things like slave, you know, if you're not knowledgeable on the issue, don't speak on the issue. If he came with like a really good argument, I would have given him some time. But he was acting as if people didn't rise up during slavery. There are countless examples of people who Trust did me, fight back, who did amazing things for black people. So it's like you didn't even do your research. You're talking absolute nonsense. I just okay. nothing. So then never, okay. Therefore, he's muck of the week. Fine. I can I can concede that he's the. <laughs> the fad fair he's book of the week yeah okay I want to go back to a little bit of an I was going to say I haven't liked I haven't liked any of his albums since graduation oh I have I liked all his stuff I, I haven't just listened haven't. to anything he did since not recent not poop to sleep whatever it was thank I mean. the lord um, <laughs> nah, since graduation then really no yeah he graduated and he just oh, no 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 Life of Pablo I did like that album yeah it was I, good I, Life of Pablo yeah. was yeah people I thought I saw someone reading Twitter he's like 
Kanye West is an advert for why you should stay. You should stay in college. <laughs> college um, but yeah, let me go. Let me pivot to something different. So, one of us here had a bit of a passer on Twitter when they said something about Georgia Smith, um, and lo and behold, people have dragged up some old tweets. I mean, I'm going to start with this actually. This old tweets thing, it's really annoying me. First of all, this whole thing where we see so- someone sees someone rising up, doing whatever they're doing. They think, you know what? <laughs> Let me just search for some trigger words. <laughs> X person, um, gay. X person, like, black. X person, dark skin. Yeah, it's just too much. Like, who it is doing who are these who people that's doing it? had time back 10 years on her Twitter. That was a lot. No, hold on. We don't know who Maya John was before. Maybe she bullied someone in school. Maybe Maybe she was mean girls. <laughs> Maybe she was, fetch isn't going to happen. And someone decided <laughs> they were going to jump off her mom. Will happen, we, don't know, we don't know who Maya Jamal was I before. So I don't, this whole thing of, oh, I feel sorry for people. I don't know who you were before you got famous. Maybe someone from your past, you were really I just can't imagine being that drag you up on Twitter. that I would want to go problem. through that Twitter for 10 years. I, I mean, I'd let it go. Like, you bullied me in school. I'm a grown up now. Yeah, I don't really want to go through mm. your Twitter. And but it's just like, it's like they wait till they get to the height of like, they're like getting to their peak where they're just about to blow. And it's like, you know what? Let me just drag them back down with something. <laughs> so obviously her, her tweets got outed where she, I think she retweeted a comedian who said, who made a joke, which is, to be honest, another problem. I mean, my jam was probably a problem. black man that made it a was joke. A, it was obviously course, a black man. So there we go. In Ooh. fact, there was a video going around on Twitter where there's a bunch of, a bunch of kids and they were interviewing them saying, ah, what type of girls do you like? You know, one of them stupid hood videos are like, mm. ah, in Westfield, what type of girls do you like? <laughs> and one of them, and it was just bare youths just saying, oh, um, light skin, can't be a dark skin. Like, I was like, wow. Like, you would think even with the whole colorism thing that's going around and people being more aware, but it just seems to have just dissipated. It hasn't gone anywhere. I think it's more because she was a woman saying it and someone that's perceived as light-skinned. I think if it was a dark-skinned guy that said it, she wouldn't, there would be no battle. I, I, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, someone tell me what happened. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, we haven't explained it. No, no, story. basically, what was... I Maya, remember, I can, what, Maya was Jammer, yeah. I remember this. Maya Jammer tweeted... <laughs> Maya Jammer, because I've been at the... Yeah, 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 yeah trust me. Our colorism correspondent. Yes, my colorism correspondent. our address? What's wrong with you? I didn't... You've just drawn attention to it now. Bruh, well, People would have just passed over it. I have to dump it. Go, go, go. So basically, Maya Jammer said... We tweeted a joke that said... Oh, dark skin girls shave their head thinking they'll look like Amber Rose, but they end up looking like Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, that's hilarious <laughs> So that's that's really hilariously awful. Abdul, that is a terrible <laughs> thing to laugh at. You should <laughs> <laughs> I just he said that. So to be oh fair. This is my thing. Wow. I don't feel sorry for anyone who has their old tweets dragged up. Michael Jordan. Because no. Because I feel like if you didn't say the problematic thing in the first place, there would be no old tweet to be dragged up. Also, if you're at that level of fame, again, where is your PR rep? Why are you not deleting your tweets from 2000? If my tweets from two years ago are deleted, I can promise you that. Not because I even said anything that awful, but just because I periodically delete my past tweets because I can't keep a track record of every ashy thing I say or might say. (laughs) What, two years ago? Yes, I don't know. Maybe my thoughts changed or something. There's probably things I said two years ago that were a bit whack like um, why am i gonna keep that for you to go um girl with the fro um white people like i don't have time for that i think it's just interesting because color like being colorist was quite social and i guess it still is it's very much socially acceptable to be colorist like even to be honest one of the things that's been annoying me because i've i've listened to different 
takes on it, like different podcasts and whatever. And still people are saying, not just about my jam, but just in colorism in general. It's like, it's okay for you to have a preference, but it's not okay when you um, like denigrate someone else. And to me, I still have a problem with that because my thing is, as a black, just me personally, as a black man, I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's fine for you to be like, you know, I only like light-skinned women. I don't like dark-skinned women. And you're not denigrating dark-skinned women. You're saying that's just not what I, my preference is. I personally have a problem with that because no one ever investigates why that is that you have that preference. Because I think that's in, I think that's really key and that's really important because there are certain people that um, they will say that, but then when you ask them, yeah, why is that your preference? They'll be like, I don't know. It's just, it's just what I like. But there are actually studies that have been done. There are people that have actually written about this extensively okay to say. So, so then you, you prove that you show them okay this is why this is why then what i mean my point my point is just like no, okay if someone is, says that's a preference you say well, you well, actually, you this, is, this is well, why you, you have a preference but then, no, like, do you think that do you think at that point okay. what they're what? lost at that point no but i mean what what do you they're want to happen like, 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 no, like i'm not no but my point is at that at that point do you expect the guy's gonna be like oh stop you're right Lupita like Lupita, like you know what I'm saying. No, actually, because I do actually think that is possible. Because I feel like even growing, if you're growing, if you grow up, for example, as a young black woman, um, and say you have a preference for a certain hair texture, okay, like a lot of us, let's be honest, a lot of us growing up, we're we're growing up to literally think that loosely loosely curled or typically mixed race hair is better than normal regular black hair, right? You literally can like. From when I was younger, from now, what I perceive as good looking or attractive has actually changed. And the reason, the way I changed it was, was by the media that I consumed and what I kind of like fed my, the more I looked at images of people who looked like me and I, I consciously chose to like do that, over time, like I genuinely actually changed my perceptions of what I saw as attractive sure. because exposure, so like the whole thing about colorism is also about power. Like people who are in positions of power to produce like media, once they're confronted with their own colorism, they can actually change the images they put out and that actually changes the mindsets of the people who watch it. Mm. So for example, if you say to a rapper like Kanye West, Kanye West, like you're colorist. And he's like, actually, now that you point out to me, I will start putting more women who look like me in my videos. <laughs> I hope not, no one watched Well, not videos. like Kanye West, but like <laughs> dancing women in my videos. That means that when little Jermaine watches his videos, <laughs> then, over time, if everyone watches videos like that and they're brought up on videos like that, they will that image of what is attractive is put in front of them okay. and they will start to see it like that. That's why it's important to confront it. That's what you do. That's what you do with the information. Well, yeah, that's true. I just, I don't know. I think in a way there's almost, I don't know, just that's true in terms of like, you need to confront it. But my problem is, and my problem really is with black men who aren't confronting it. Because my thing is, Black women, at this point, to be honest, and it's not in a rude way, people just don't listen to black women. That's what always happens. And then eventually, someone will, like, do something, and black women will be like, I told you. Um, but I think it, the problem is, right now, the onus is on black men to be talking about it and saying things, but we're still stuck in this mindset of, oh, you know. But um, is that even fair? Because I feel like the whole thing with Maya Jamma, one thing I, I thought was really good about the whole Maya Jamma thing is that it highlighted that a lot of light-skinned women are complicit in this. Like, it's not a thing of... Because people be like, I've heard light-skinned women say, oh, light-skinned women are hurt by colorism too. And I think that is true. But it's also a thing of, in the same way that white privilege benefits white people and they're involved in it and complicit in it and they benefit and they know they benefit and they, they leverage it to their advantage. Light-skinned women, a lot of them know that they benefit from colorism and they leverage it to their advantage. And then because we constantly tell them that they're superior in our behavior, then when they when Maya Jama comes up with something like that, 
everyone jumps on her, but I'm like, we we kind of create we create the Maya Jamas of this world because we constantly tell them. We put them on a pedestal. Especially black and black women as well. We put them on a pedestal. Like even even black women, we perpetuate colorism as well. Like in the way we talk about people and attraction. So I'm saying like it's not just a. Even though I feel like colorism is definitely a thing that affects black women more than black dark skinned women more than dark skinned men, I do think that the Maya Jamas conversation is useful to have a conversation about how light-skinned women can be complicit in this and how it's important for people like Maya Jama to actually recognise their privilege. So when you say complicit though, what does that like what does that look like in everyday in every in an everyday life? Like I mean I remember we were talk, we were having a conversation before about who is it going up to Bolton or something and going and getting KFC and um people would like give them free KFC mm. because they were light skinned. Like, do you mean as in as a light skinned person at that point you should say don't give me free KFC just because I'm like. No, I don't think that would ever happen. Like, I just don't. Speaking as a light-skinned woman myself, I, like I will never. Oh, I will I'll, never I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that leg of thigh, I will boy. take free KFC. I'm a vegetarian. You should get some gravy on the side for the KFC. I'm a vegetarian. I wouldn't even take the KFC. But I just feel like you're not going to ever get like a. I mean, it would be strange for a light-skinned woman to come out and be like, "Don't call me attractive." Just because of my colour. That's not going to happen. Not, but, not to say, but, no, but, but, no, but, but the last thing, but I think it's important to be, I think it's important to be aware of your privilege and to be aware that your image is always put at the forefront of beauty. I think that that's... But what is the awareness? How does the awareness But all it is is to be aware, to not act as if that, you know, you are special. Don't believe in your own hype that maybe, like we were saying, that black men and black women have maybe got you into thinking. Recognise that, you know this issue of colour and everything is deep-rooted and that, you know, obviously I'm not saying you're not attractive, but just also recognise that light skin is and European features, whatever that really may be, is always told to be right. Um, but I mean, what else? I mean, Mike is not going to come forward and say, well, I know I'm as successful as, she, as I am because of that. I mean, that would be... I mean, she could say that, but... It's unlikely that she's going to say. It's unlikely that any light skin artist is going to say that. You know, whether it be her, whether it be Beyonce, whether it be a Georgia Smith, they're not you know, going to say that. Did, I think someone the other Zendaya day. Did a... That's it. Yeah. Who? Tanya Newton said that she was more successful because she was like. Yeah. That's what yeah I, feel like. I feel like. But I don't think that. I don't think there's an awareness. I think going back to Charlie's point, you have to tell people that, and then if she could be made aware. But I don't think. I mean, I don't know how my respond to any of it. I don't know if she's really aware of that. I don't know if she's read enough about it or she's aware that her look and being mixed race has made her more privileged i'm not sure she's got that awareness i think people like zendaya and what have you have really made an effort to be aware because i don't know if it was her but i think i remember reading zendaya actually decided not to be in the black panther movie i think she was a, or another light-skinned actress yeah, was approached for a movie like and yeah. she said no she really wanted the role to actually go to um in something as important as black panther who was it yeah, Mr. No, no, no. Who? Amanda. Amanda. Steinberg um, or something. Stein, yeah, Stein, yeah Stein, she, and I think that's yeah. really, that was a big move. I mean, that's someone saying I won't be in a huge movie because I actually boost want... Boost their career. Yeah, which would massively boost her career. I think that's really important. But I don't know if that wokeness is even but really that, in the UK that much. But that's what, that's what I think in the US it's much mm, more prevalent. I think here okay. it's not the same. That's exactly mm. what I, I think Ali's like 100% right. Like if you actually, if you're actually to the point where you're, that you actually are about that life that means you're willing to sacrifice some of your privilege for the benefit of somebody else and to be honest like my 
my genuine feeling is that human beings are naturally selfish. So I feel like it's very unlikely that you're going to get a situation where light-skinned women, as a mass group, are going to sacrifice their privilege or their power in order to make room for darker-skinned women. So I feel like the onus really is on darker-skinned women. We have, to, we have, like, I feel like we have to um, fight against our erasure, and I feel like the way that we do that is by not supporting when 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 we are obviously erased from things don't support it so like for me as if a black artist like man women whatever says something about dark women you are instantly cancelled i will mm. not give you my money i will not watch your films i will not stream your music i don't care and i'm ruthless so, i didn't used to be ruthless about it but now i am like i will 100 cut so you off i don't have time but even so sorry just to cut you there like say for instance i think stormzy deleted his account too because he probably didn't want that smoke but it probably means he said something. But he might have been like 16, 17 at the time. Yeah, but I think in Maya's case, it's, I think it's slightly different. I think given her age at the time of saying it, and it doesn't justify what she said, I'm sure she's mortified what she said. I think given the amount of time that's passed, I wouldn't hold it against her. I think it's a learning curve for her. It's something that she should now reflect on and think about. Like, why did you say it? And, and is that how I still feel now? And hopefully she doesn't feel the same way. But I would be more judgmental of people like... Um, like grown Steph, people. What's her name? Steph London? Steph London. Because she London. said it in recent year or two where she said uh, something think, about how... Got the where, got up too. But I wouldn't... Li- I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a fan fair, anyway, but I personally feel like I feel like a lot of black women really yeah. support her and I don't know why considering she said black women are jealous and secretly want to be light-skinned. I, I don't know why. I think as a community though, we don't actually really hold people to account properly no, because it goes back almost to the Kanye West thing. Like he said something really detrimental and obviously the community jumps on the bandwagon because we can come up with loads of memes and it's funny and it it's good to talk about. But are we really going to make a protest? Are we really not going to download his music? And it goes to all yeah, these things. Like I think as a community, we never really stand strong enough because, and I'm not saying we have to persecute people, but we do need to hold people to account. And I think with people like Steph, I would say less so with Maya, given that it was so long ago that she said. I think it was important that she did get some ridicule. She got, yeah, she got But some. it'd be more like if she'd said that in the past year or two as, as an adult, I would be much more annoyed. Yeah. But she said this more yeah. when she was a teen and, and maybe misguided. But the Steph thing, you said that. Was it no, it's recent. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who. I don't know how she gets support considering she does something so offensive. But I think the thing is also because we don't value because as a community we actually don't value dark skin women enough to actually support and get behind them. That's why people don't get held accountable as well. I don't. I don't think it's just because I feel like, for example, um, for, if we look at the way the black community mobil in America, like take for example, mobilized around black men and Black Lives Matter, mm. I feel like. Black male, black men in the community, like black men are valued more than black women in general. And I feel like the least valued members of a community are dark skinned. And if you're talking about light skinned, dark skinned men, women, it's dark skinned black women. So I feel like we are the least valued members of the community. So I feel like on as a mass group, like black people on mass will not mobilize for dark skinned mm. black women. So they are not going to hold mm. people accountable for it because they just don't, they just don't care. Mm. And because black men, collectively value light-skinned women more than that's just a raw fact that they value light-skinned women more than dark-skinned women they don't care enough to mobilize on our behalf and because i understand that for me i will put my money where my mouth is i will not support you and if so, nobody else wants to do it, that's actually that's just me like i'm not going to support you so then i have a question so then do you think that almost in a way i don't know if it was just darker-skinned black women but you know you guys know stefan clark no. the, mm-hmm. the the youth that got killed in america this was maybe a couple months ago i think I think the police shot him like 22 times in his back garden or something mm. crazy like that. But it got found oh, out. Oh, that he, he had those tweets about, yeah, he had those I did tweets hear that. And his, and his, was it his Asian girlfriend or his something? His Asian like girlfriend that? had also. Yeah. Him. And so then some women were like, you know what? Why are we fighting for this you, time, you think this time? This yeah, time I'm I out. That. You kidding? You, huh? Did they say that? What? Some women? Yeah. 
Yeah, they said this time, like, I'm cool. Like, okay, let's just be, let's just see what he actually, let's see what he actually said. He said, I don't need anything darker in my life than an, I don't want anything dark in my life apart from an Xbox. Dark B words bring dark days. And then his Asian girlfriend was like, I don't like, sounds like I don't mess with black women. They're not like, at least white women have money. Like black women have nothing to offer me. Basically, so, so they're saying, well, we don't care that you're dead. No, I didn't say we didn't care. Not they said we, care we are not marching. We're not for marching him. for him. He said. He said. He said. He said. I don't want anything. How he old literally was he? said he was in his. He's in his twenties. He's like 20. I think it's 20, 22, 23. He, he was, was young. He, to be fair, he was a young guy. Yeah, he I had think, a kid. That's. Oh my god. I think it's complicated because, in a way, I kind of understand where the community's coming from. I know that might be controversial, but I think it's true because I think black women are always putting putting black men first and always they're fighting they're part of black lives matter and then it's it would be deeply hurtful to th- obviously it's terrible that he got shot that should never happen and i think all black women who decided not to protest for him knows that he shouldn't have been killed but at the same time it's i suppose they're seeing it from the perspective of why are we putting ourselves on the front line all the time but you wouldn't do it to us because if if it was reversed if a black woman was shot would he be there protesting for them if, if that's his opinion on black women but i guess the, seems... but then the other side of the argument is you then you how do you predicate that the actual the movement for black lives matter in terms of like protesting police brutality isn't that just predicated on the fact that he was a young black man because they didn't know the police officers didn't know his opinion they didn't know uh, he was and it wouldn't have justified it either way it wouldn't justify it either way so if it would have justified why they'd be like actually yeah i'm not i'm not fighting for you bruv no the thing is i can completely understand it but obviously the other side of the argument is if you're just fighting for it on a base level of this is the police are brutalizing black men. I guess it's because there's so many examples. They don't even need to use this one. In well, a way, <laughs> to be honest, I there's don't, so many you black know, men I think it's wrong that he died either way. Whatever he did or said or tweeted, he should never have been killed. Yeah, but I yeah, think what course. black women maybe were highlighting is that there's a problem in the community in that we're always fighting and supporting black People men. Support is them. it being returned? Is that same level? you know, being given to black women. And obviously the answer, as we know, is no. Because even with, sorry, to go back to the Maya Jama thing, I think a lot of black men were basically implying that black women were just haters. And that the reason they were saying it's because they're jealous of her and blah, blah, blah. And I just think that's always what the black woman's voice gets reduced to is you're just hating because she's pretty or you're hating because she's light or you're hating because no one likes you. And it's, I suppose it's important actually that we highlight that black women never really get championed, you know, never get put forward. So my question yeah. is, as a as a black man, is because when the whole thing happened with with you and Georgia Georgia Smith um, and saying what you said, and then everyone jumping on you, obviously you had a bunch of people saying exactly what you said. Oh, you're just hating because she's pretty, or hating because you're not pretty. My question is, how do you how do you combat that kind of rhetoric? Like, how do you how do I as a black how do I combat that? Because I don't even know, for me, I don't even know how to respond to that. What do I say? Oh, you're just hating because she's, and it's like, no, there's a structural um, thing of colorism that has been there for generations and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh no, Georgia Smith's just pretty. Why is everyone getting onto her? Or why is everyone getting onto Maya Jam or whoever? Like, I don't know. It's almost like, yeah, I don't even know how to challenge those kind. It's difficult. I don't even know how to challenge those kind of opinions because it's almost like, in a way, you just want to say, you know what? I can't even talk to you. And I guess... I don't know, as black women, you probably say the same thing, like, I don't know. I'm looking at Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. I think, I think it's, hmm, I'm not even sure what to say now. 
Like just listening to what everyone's saying. I think, I think for one, things take time. I think, personally, I like to focus a bit more on Britain rather than the States because like, yeah. I'm not American. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm. And we hear about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's important to remember like we're a very small percentage of the population here. Mm-hmm. And then black women, dark-skinned women are like an even smaller percentage of that. Um, it's going to take time to get the, represent, the representation and the recognition that black women, like dark-skinned black women deserve. Um, I think things take time. I don't think you need to necessarily jump on everyone who, you know, who wants to reply to, to tweets and, and try and help them to be informed because not everyone's going to get it now. Not everyone, not everyone wants not everyone, to get it. Not everyone's going to care. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it just, sometimes it just takes, it takes one or two people in certain positions to say something and it trickles down and it helps to, you know, raise awareness. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't help when... Um, if you don't have that much power yourself, if you don't have that much influence yourself, it's easy for people to jump on you. But if you're someone in power, so you need people to represent you in, you know, whether it's in, in parliament or whether it's, you know, on the, the Brit Awards or whatever, whatever, to just speak up on a few things. And it'll take, I think it just takes time. Things take time. Like it's not going to be solved just from, you know, re- replying to a few tweets. True. No, I think, I do think awareness is coming. And I think the, the fact that the conversation is being had at least is at least a good thing. It's just sometimes you just despair and you just think with the amount of dumb replies and everything, like how is it even going to be solved? But the more the conversation that is had and the more people are just aware of how their preferences like were determined, predetermined by But it's But it's difficult society. to like yeah. police someone's preference. The saying to say you're wrong for saying you like that. But I don't no, know what no, you're saying. Is, it's not, do you know what it is? No it's not, it's not about saying, oh, I... It's nothing wrong with you saying, I like this kind of, like this woman. But my thing is, as a black man, you should like black women, period. Like, it shouldn't be like a, do you know what I'm saying? That's what you think? Huh? Abdul. That's what you think? Yeah, I think black men, (laughs) I think black men, I think black men should like black women. Abdul looks nervous at this point. He doesn't like black women. No, 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 no. What the thing, no. I think black men should should just like black women, period. It shouldn't be like, whether she's light-skinned or dark-skinned, shouldn't really come into it. No, but within that, like, within like, that, you can be like, I like black women, period, but my preference is for caramel with a slight chocolate inflection. Like, or, that can be your preference or, as opposed to Lupita. Like, I, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think my problem is, is when you have a preference, like, let's be honest, overwhelmingly, a lot of black men, more, have, more of them have a preference for light skin than dark skin, and we know that there's a historical reason for that. So my problem is, is that we have an overall problem in the community with that. And um, unless we address that, we cannot really ever tell whether whether someone's preference, how much of someone's preference is their actual genuine preference and not due to their conditioning. But in this, in to, our context, but at then the that moment. goes back to his point, then, which is saying, how can you police someone's? I don't think I need to police. I don't it. think I just... it's anyone's job to police it. I think you should just be aware that you might have these preferences because of a history. That's all you've got to do. You can't really undo it. I don't think it'd be a simple... Because I think it's I not think just black do. men. It's There's women, black there's, well. there's black yeah. women as well who... Uh, I don't yeah, know who of their beauty standards is. People didn't want dark, dark skin guys. Oh, how times have changed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly, that's true. So I think it's just... If, as long as you're aware of why you like those features, not just because they are, they are superior features. So is it I think, then I think just, it's okay. Is it enough just to be aware? Because I feel like you have to go further than but just What else well, can I, you do? Because I, I wouldn't want, like, if I was, if I was dark skin, for example, I wouldn't want a guy just to be with me to prove a point. Like, no. don't be with me just to be like, really like light skin girls, but you're going to really prove that 
someone's made you aware of your preference and why mm-hmm. you have the preference and therefore you're going to give me a sympathy day I don't want that I'm just saying all you can do is all you can do is make someone aware they can understand that they can think about that and like you said before you can then educate yourself and think actually let's go deeper why do i think like that maybe maybe i need to change what i'm absorbing what i'm reading that's the thing education takes time yeah exactly it takes it takes a long time and to try and erase hundreds Hundreds of maybe thousands of years of mm-hmm. of conditioning or whatever it's going to take a long long time so it's i find it difficult to kind of chastise a man in the street now oh you should because he might not have the he might not have the you know he might not understand he might go and understand later on in life and be like oh yeah i, I get it but i still love my wife now or i still love this person and i'm still i still have a preference for this Do you know what? i wouldn't ever chastise anyone for their preference but what i have a problem with especially with a lot of black men is that they feel they need to be vocal about their disdain for, for dark-skinned women yes I agree. if if you if you have a preference for light skin women that's okay but don't denigrate dark-skinned yeah. women and don't call us ugly and don't call us say as we look at like it's it's a level of of disdain and disgust and contempt that that i feel it's, that but that, but that is a problem so it's like you can have your preference and be like i if if for me, for example, I'm, I'm not going to say my preference, but I might have a preference for a certain type of dark... Well, what I just said it. I prefer dark-skinned men. <laughs> That's my preference. I also like light-skinned men. I've, I like all shades of black, but I genuinely have more of a preference <laughs> oh, for dark-skinned men. Okay. That's my <laughs> genuine preference. <laughs> However, I will never... If there's, a, if there's a light-skinned guy who is equally as... Who ticks my boxes, I never like... It, it doesn't enter my head that I don't date him because he's light-skinned. Mm. Like, I just tend to... If I look at the celebrities that I'm more attracted to, they tend to be more dark-skinned. There's also light-skinned guys on that list as well. But my point is, I would never say anything disparaging about, like, oh, light-skinned guys, oh, light-skinned... I don't want anything light in my life apart from cocoa butter. Or something like that, like what that guy said. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. anything like that. Why would you say that? Why would you... Why would you act like you have disgust and contempt for light skin men? Like that that's what's also weird to me. It's the level of and it's the fact that you need to make you have to, you, you have to let go out your way to let me know that you find me unattractive. Like, but you know but you know what so but you know weird. what that is. That's I think that's just that's just a symptom of mm. black women's frustration, like voicing their frustrations at how they've been treated and other people looking and saying, oh, it's not that bad, like calm down. Which has happened in different for different mm. kinds of people over the years where maybe in, in the 60s black people like, oh, we're not being treated right blah, 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 and stand up and people just like like actually you know you've got clothes you've got house like calm down why are you trying to vote for you know what i'm saying why are you trying to get this <laughs> you know what i'm saying but it's, it's, it's like a similar thing where where dark skin women are saying that look this is how we feel this is what we think's happened this is this is the history of blah, blah blah people are like but what's wrong like calm down it's fine it's not that deep i think it's just that that backlash that people don't understand your point of view and maybe they never will but it's up to you know people who can make an make, make a difference to just you know little things little piece of education here and here and here and mm. here and here and i think also again after i have to say this too like again we're, we're a very small popular popul- like um we're a very small um majority yeah, percentage, percentage of, of the country yeah. so if you grow up in i don't know if you grow up in scotland if you grow up in bradford or something right and all around you don't see many black women around you apart from in your family what is your preference going to be that's just the reality is even if you're even if you're watching netflix and you're watching this like all the people around you in your class at university or whatever if you're not surrounded by that it's your you might be like i might i might see more and more asian women so i'm like that's that's my preference because that's what i see mm. that's what i'm used to I like that's just but because we're, we're, we're creatures of society we're, we're, I don't buy we're that. products of society i don't buy that's that i don't buy that because a lot of the a lot of the people i see who are saying this are men who grew up in london and birmingham and big cities around loads of black women so it's not coming if sure. a random if a random guy from scotland is like actually i was didn't grow up around black women and it's 
I I probably can give him a lie. Kind of not, because to be honest, me and my brother, we were brought up primarily during the week. We went to a school where there are literally no black people apart from us and like a handful. And none, neither of us have come out being like, oh, because th- of the way we were brought, brought up. Think, we, we just we didn't think grow up. Would... But I feel like the majority of men who are saying these things are not, they're not in, living in the was, Shetland Isles. They're living in, in Pendulum. No, no, but I think it would be interesting to see the, the, the percentage of men who have grown up in some kind of environment, even if it's not a school, a mm. church, or whatever, where they've been around a lot of black women and percentage of men who haven't. Even okay. if you live in London, because you could live in Lewisham, but you go to an all-white school, you don't go to church or whatever. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't you don't grow up in that. So it'd be interesting to see That's if true. there's a difference. If there's a difference. If, mm. if there's a difference there, because I I do kind of believe there would be. Yeah, probably, I, I do think if you grow up in an all-white environment, it's gonna be different. I just or, don't or Asian environment. Or an Asian or, environment. I just like, don't. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or Nigerian yeah. environment. Like, it's going to affect but you. But do you think the majority ways. of black women in England grow up in those environments? Don't. The vast majority of them. The, the, majority, don't, the majority, don't, majority don't grow up and see black people all around them all the time. They can't. Like, no, but, how? But in school, and you go to school in South East London, the majority, at least half your school is going to be black people. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's a certain part of London. Where I grew up in, that was not the case at all. Yeah, but yeah. I think going back to your other point, back when you were saying how you changed your opinion on what was beautiful, I think that's what needs to happen. We need to have more diversity when it comes to what's in mainstream media, media because that yeah. does play a part. Like now, actually, I'd say a little bit more in the US, I think the power is now to the dark skinned women. There's people like Issa Rae that are coming out and they're now being put on the pedestal. That'd be in a Drake video. Well. That wouldn't necessarily happen back in the day. Like it's almost becoming now trendy to sort of empower these black women. And I think that needs to happen maybe more in the UK because in UK music videos, they're all usually just light-skinned girls. Like I think we need to have more diversity, more in beauty campaigns, and it will start to condition people. People will start to think, oh, actually, these people are attractive. But I think mm-hmm. there's that, if all we ever see is just light-skinned girls in music videos looking glamorous or light-skinned girls on a TV advert, you know, that is going to condition what we think is beautiful. Like, uh, question, question. Who can name, like, a dark-skinned woman woman oh, who's been, like, really, like, a, a famous, like, UK Whitney. pop star? Oh, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah. All right, that's one. Like, in recent years. Like, 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 yeah, like yeah. In, the last, in the last 10 years, let's say. In the last 10 es- years. Estelle. 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 Laura and Vula. Okay. Laura. Yeah. But she's not really that famous. Nail. She's more niche. No, 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 no. Laura's doing a lot. Let's, let's keep it real. Like, no, but I'm saying she's great, but I'm saying she's... Like famous, 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 famous. I wouldn't say Laura. Yeah, but is. I mean, what UK like? No. Yeah, no, but she, I see, she's I know, not. Laura Mavula, yeah, straight. She's no Laura. Laura, Laura. Yeah, but you're Who just else? saying the preponderance is more. There isn't. That, like, yeah. You think about it. There's not that many. But then no. that's and that's the that basically that basically, that basically, that basically shows. But just, is there that many nice girls in? As I'm saying, I'm scared. Leisha Dixon. Kareem Bailey Ray. Kareem Bailey Ray. Leona Lewis. Emily Sande. Every single, every single black female artist who's blown up in like, the past few years has been mixed race. That's the fact. Good point. Apart from, and Esther was ages ago. Like, there's not that. It. There's not that many coming through. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. That's an industry problem. They definitely curate. But also, like, if you like, look at these right, labels, talk. who's running them as well? But real talk, real talk. Yeah, real yeah. talk. Yeah. I, I, know, I know a couple guys who, um, I don't even know if I should say this in it, but I'll say it. Anyway. We can edit it. Go on, Abdul. Like, I know a couple guys who, like musicians, who have auditioned for, for certain bands and stuff. And they've got to a certain point where they said, yeah, you guys are in the band or whatever. And then with this particular artist, they're like, actually, we're going to replace you guys. And they've replaced them with lighter skin guys. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and Yo, not, not, they're not bad. better musically. Oh. 
But it's like there's, there's ah. a no, it's, it's true. They now feel the plight like, of the dark skinned woman, though. The lighting, true. the lighting this won't is, work. But this is what it is. Have they now? Have they now? Just didn't fit with the set. It's nothing it personal. <laughs> oh so my goodness! This is, this is, this Even is at a bad level, it's terrible. And these guys are—they're not like up front. They're just in the background doing their thing. But this is like you're doing stadium tours and whatever. It's like, yeah, we kind of want this look. That so you guys, even though you're terrible. superior musicians, but. This guy kind of looks cool. very, you know, you know, ambiguous. Like I don't know where you're from, bro, but you know, you've got that, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Boy, it's a bigger it problem than we realize. It I happens. Guess. It's a big problem. Yo, so I want to, I want to pivot actually, um, and just talk about um, pivot. I should have like a wheel up. Yeah. Oh, we- wheel up. <laughs> wheel up. <laughs> right about no ninety-three pack. Um, <laughs> no, um, I wanted to talk about. Um, the wind rush. Oh, that can be so, our new book of the week, David Lammy, huh? for completely milking this. But go on. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. David Lammy. Are you kidding? No. So that's you think David contra- Lammy's milking that's it? That's my controversial opinion for the podcast. Why Lammy. do you think? Th- so why do you think David Lammy's milking it? Oh, how do you, how do you think he's how do you think he's when you say milking it? They're asking. It's not like he's going around saying, "Oh, please book me on all these shows." They're booking Why? him as like he's like I'm the voice like, of black people at the moment. When did David Lammy become the voice of black people? David Lammy is the UK voice of black people. He, I when did he? I don't know. To me, because I remember no, because he's he's outspoken and he's in Parliament and he yeah. he has a voice and he's using. But the there other to be fair, there's I respect from past David Lammy. I mean, from the riots and stuff, apparently he was called. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, he was very Grenfell. he was vocal. Grenfell, like he's you know, I, I, I have he a lot of respect for him. I feel like. But at least like he's speaking of it. At least he's taking him to task. some career moves right now. And I rate him for it. Go, carry on. His career move to what? I'll vote, I'll vote for him over, any, over anyone else. I just I just feel like we can acknowledge that David Lammy's doing good work, but that he's also milking it. You can, you can be both. David Lammy's doing his thing. I respect it. what he's doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, no. I beg. I know you're not on the podcast. What do you say? What do you say, Buttons? Just jump on the mic. Buttons, what do you say? Quickly, Just jump on Ali's mic. Buttons, what are you saying? This is Ali part two. No, it's just everyone, everyone, this is, this is Buttons, everyone. Come on, Buttons, come on, Buttons. Who else, who else do we have to talk for us in this way, on this matter? Who else would you rather it be? Like, this is, I must say, like, this is one thing. This is one thing I think we need to, like, not do as black people. Like, nobody is perfect. No one is gonna, we're not gonna have the perfect spokesperson, but... I think a lot of other cultures better stick together and support each other when it comes to different issues that affect their race. And I think as black people, we're so quick to like cut down our own and be like, oh, yeah, he could be there, but he's milking it. He's trying to like make me, he is, like, maybe he is, but who else have we no, got? No, no, like, I, not... I say credit to him, because if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for all his, yeah, um, for all his, talks mm-hmm. and um political pictures going forward and going viral and being on all these talk shows guaranteed less than 50 percent of the people that you know who are talking about this issue would not be talking about it right i now. completely agree this with is you. A kind of like a topical this is, conversation this is not, at my all-white workplace I, honestly i'm not i don't wouldn't be if it wasn't for him don't disagree so i feel like i feel like as much as like i hear you in that he's milking it and that he's making moves and all that I just don't think that's something that we should be saying or sub- or even like I don't even want to put vocals on that 
train of thought because I feel like you don't want to give ammunition to yeah yeah because I, I, I feel that. like everyone cuts us down as black yeah. people we need to start supporting each other mm-hmm. and, you know, and I, you know, no one's gonna be perfect I I I honestly to be honest I can't disagree with you that I feel like David Lammy obviously is speaking and no one else is speaking so I'm but I think that's strategic I think there's a reason why dad I feel I feel like Diane wanted to speak but I feel like they definitely made David the one to speak and not Diane because Diane is in too much of a precarious position to speak on it. Yeah. So I, I hear that. Yeah. She's got too many skeletons. She can't do it. She can't speak yeah. on it. But, but, you know, I, do feel, but uh, I do feel like my thing is David Lammy can sim- simultaneously be milking it and also be what we have to work with and also be doing a good job at speaking on it. I'm not saying he's not doing a good job on speaking on it. But I feel it. like... I'm just saying I feel like... For me, I look for like consistency and from what I've heard from the word on the street about David Lammy's performance <laughs> in his constituency <laughs> constituency yeah and now he's now very vocal presence with this wind rushing yeah. people are like hold on David Lammy but when we need you black you to be for there for black people as our MP yeah yeah as our MP we have not seen that so much but I now do, yeah with but, but, this, it is I think politically it's a very easy situation that's all I'm saying it's an easy all situation easy to be easy this is all in. I'm saying in terms all, of like, the political spectrum of black issues easiest one to jump on this, I, I hate that I, I don't know I don't know much about what, about what MPs do but I'm sure it's not as easy as you, you just call him David Lammy saying oh yeah we need help black people need help and he's like I'm here. I'm not saying that. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, saying that. Like, there's, there's <laughs> other like, Loki, you're not that far off. Though. No, no, but I honestly, Loki. No, I feel like that is definitely a thing. But I think also, if you look at someone like Diane Abbott, Diane Abbott consistently has very high ratings from all her constituents. She she gets voted yeah. in by bigger margins than like any other MP in the country because her constituents say she is consistently an mm-hmm. excellent MP, like an excellent representative of her community. David Lammy, from what I've heard, not the same. But all I'm saying is. All I'm saying is, I feel like we can hold David Lammy accountable. I'm saying, great job, David Lammy, for what you're doing with the Windrush. Can you now also apply that to other issues in the black community? Yeah. That are not necessarily going to get you propelled to the political forefront yeah. as much. I That's agree. what I'm saying. I agree yeah. with so the consistency. Good job, I agree good job with the David. Be consistent. That's all. I agree with all of that. Like, the next issue, I want to hear your voice. I want to see your viral video. I'm going to hold you to that account. This is what, this is what I'm saying. But also, I, I think it's, it's, there's like a danger in even like vocalizing or being detrimental to what he's doing like it is the simplest issue in my opinion for for him to be you can't go politically wrong. black yeah because no. it's just so no one's gonna it's black, it's black, like, black even, white. even black people even people even brexit barry yeah. He doesn't like Albanian. <laughs> agrees with David Lammy. Yeah. Keep the nick nogs safe. I don't right? mind those nick nogs. Yeah, I don't like. No, my <laughs> best mate Trevor's from Jamaica and he's lovely. Like, Honestly, thing is awful what's are happened. you telling me there'll don't be like no Albanian. more? Have you, have you, have you, have you tried? Have you tried them patty things? You tried them patty things. They're lovely. They're pastries, really. Same as what I get down Greg's, but with a little bit more spice. That's what I'm saying. So patty or pie? What's the difference, mate? That's what I'm saying. But I do, I do. Anyway, I don't want to distract. I was just bad service. That's the difference. But yeah, great, great, great <laughs> job, David. Like, we support you in your Windrush endeavours. But yeah. That's, wow. that's all. That's wow. I, I, I actually believe, yeah, that if... I reckon they would try, they would have gotten... They would have tried to get away with this whole thing. Low-key. Like, Had it not if, been for that pesky David. They would have tried to get away with <laughs> they it. They would have. They would have. Like, for real. For sure. Yeah, of course they would. They even voted Theresa May and... Um, what's, what's that new guy who's the new... Sajid Javid. Sajid Javid. Yeah. He... They, he that, that was such a political move. I discard Kanye West's Mook of the Week. He is like you, you know, you know when was it in the paper when they had like the four candidates? And I saw him and I thought, mm, 
Mm, this guy, I don't know about this one. Just and I bet he's going to get in because of, of all this. Is. Because there's nothing more that white people like than some like shocking and driving non yes massive non-white <laughs> person like a person of color to person do their dirty work for them and he is that so no i no i think i agree i think when it comes <coughs> down to it that was a, i think that was an easy political move for her it's like who can i get just scanning the faces and just like holding up a color chart and like, okay you'll do and just <laughs> got like a someone who's a person of color to be the home secretary to preside over this preside kind of thing no but i think to me and this is not a controversial opinion it just illustrates to me the fact that really we have never really been wanted here. That is a fact. Like as much as they needed us for a time and really they were looking for us to go and they were looking for any excuse. And if they were going to do it quietly, they were going to try and do it quietly and just kind of ship us out, yeah. mm-hmm. keep shipping us out. I think, this whole thing I think was, you should also like, they weren't trying to do it quietly. They did it quietly. Like it's not if they would have, they could have, they did. Hence Amber Rudd's resigned. Like, because they did it. They got caught. It's unfortunate, and that's it. Happened. That's it wasn't happened. like they're trying mm-hmm. to. They don't. You don't lose records. You don't destroy them. That's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. What Especially the, as big, you, big, yeah, yeah. big, big government. No, I mean, those are those are serious historical archives. They destroyed them. Serious historical archives that you're just trying they to erase. They destroyed them. Like that is intent. As far as I'm concerned, your intent is clear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. There's no way. I mean, they say, look, we've got all, all these Liberal immigrants coming in. How can we? How can we kind of balance out the numbers? Let's get rid of these guys, send them back. Yeah. They're old Swap anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Send them back home. Everything's cool. Do you know one thing I did think was really interesting about this whole thing is in the on the whole Brexit Barry thing was that actually like Caribbeans <laughs> like because of how much we in a way assimilated in certain areas, it's like the new wave of immigrants like Eastern Europeans are like receiving more vitriol more vitriol like in terms of immigration than we, than we are. are yeah and i feel what like that's mean? part as in terms of like i don't feel like if it was an eastern european thing i don't feel like the country would have they'd be like cool got behind yeah, send it them as back. Much. yeah but it's, it's, but it's very different though no i know i know it's a very different situation but yeah that's what i'm saying but i just feel like i don't feel They're like um in a way i feel like the caribbean it's just interesting how ways of immigration work and how mm-hmm how I feel like the Caribbean community, because of the recent wave of Eastern Europeans, it's almost like, it's almost like- Like could, they're perceived as other, whereas Caribbean- No, 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 we're still definitely- No, no, we're, we're both others. But, but okay. I feel like certain groups of, of white people kind of almost, um, kind of will prove that they're not racist by being like, oh, I'm okay with Caribbean people, but they're completely xenophobic towards like Eastern, Eastern Europeans yeah, yeah. or like Muslims, but they'll be cool with Caribbeans. And, that, and I feel like that's part of the function is because of, Caribbeans, how we've been conditioned to integrate. Yeah. No, into... no, not at all. I think I think, I think so. that's just a symptom of time. They know us. They've been around us. But they still don't like us. Yeah, but still, I think with with and it's a different economical time as well, where there's less money, there's more people coming into the country than there, there's more people in the country than there was back in what like mm-hmm. the, the the late forties when like the Windrush and stuff. So there's less money, everything's squeezed, there's less housing, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So when more people are coming in, it's like you're instead of you just being another black face in my in the neighborhood it's like no i'm not getting work now but that's what i'm saying it's, to- I feel, I think it's very time, different time is definitely a factor because if you even compare like our experiences like young caribbean people to like other our like forefathers our parents and our grandparents like their experience living in the uk was very different to ours is to how ours is today and i think that time is definitely a factor in that what 
Abdul was saying, like, <laughs> they are used to us. Like, they've been around, they've been having jerk chicken and laughing at, like, their Lenny, one token friend. You see friend. Lenny Henry and yeah, they they see see Mr. Mr. Motivator. Still, they still don't like us, Mr. Motivator. GMTV, early morning. I'm not saying that it's a likeness. Like I'm saying it's a, tolerance. it's a tolerance. It's a tolerance that's, that's developed over time, but they've not, they've not had to develop that tolerance with the Eastern otherness Europeans. of a Muslim or the otherness of an Eastern European because they've not had been forced to be around that. Like, they, we were literally forced upon them. Mm. But mm-hmm. then I also feel like Eastern Quite Europeans literally. will assimilate and be tolerated a lot more quickly than we ever will be and ever were. But Once I think, Eastern I Europeans, think they assimilate less. That's what I'm saying. They mix, I, they mix less than we do. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. They so mix that's less. more threatening. Like, I say Caribbeans are less threatening and we because lose we, our, we lose our culture. Because we, we integrate, we think, dilute ourselves, we oh. we compromise, no, but, but, like we do all sorts. We forget all sure, kinds yeah, of yeah, like, training. Like I said, my thing is, it's we just, take it's, table talk into public and end up in all kinds of it's, situations. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a matter of time. Like the, the 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 time when we all came over in the beginning is totally different to now. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. We've had even even to the point of we've had like since the fifties, we've had like how many World Cups against these other countries and all these men are like, we don't like these Polish now, now we beat them in the World Cup. This is like, even that sounds really trivial, but that all kind of feeds into the whole like, yeah, we don't like them. You know what I'm saying? We're not about, we're not about them. Even on the trivial levels, rugby or football, it all, it all kind of gets the 50 years of that. Like these, the, like the French people coming over and like beating us with football, rugby, whatever. It's like, it sounds trivial, but you have done, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think in that, yeah, but that, and it's been so long. So uh, now when you, mm. when you bring those people over, it's like, I'm not getting any jobs, minimum wage, zero hour contracts. I can't afford this. I can't go on holidays. I can't do that. I can't do that. You guys are coming in and I'm seeing your shops and I can't read a word that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, what flag is that, bro? I think immigration is, all, is a lot to do, like kind of like almost like assimilation. So I feel like Eastern Europeans, because they, now they have, the new the accents and they're different as soon as that this gen their children because they That's look true. white they lose Once the accent and all they will have is an east european last name they will be accepted in society way quicker than we ever will be like i feel like you will see eastern european people in government like quicker than you will see um black people like of any nigerian like ghanaian caribbean whatever because i feel like it's all to do with assimilation and i feel like yeah, but, part of the reason also... why caribbeans are more accepted Slightly now, just because we've assimilated, like we've actually, as a kind of like diluted ourselves a bit more, so we're less of a threat. And I think once Eastern Europeans, their generation of kids assimilate, they will be even less of a threat than we are because they're, they're not visibly a minority. They're not visibly black, so no, no one's gonna care. But like I said, time. I think I think the UK had to accept black people and you know kind of make provisions, but you know had to. Had, Things had to change to kind of say, okay, well, we have to get people in society. So then when a new bunch of people come in, there's already certain things in place, yeah. certain ideas where it's like, actually, yeah, these people, they're not all that bad. There's some, there's some bad eggs in the basket, but it's not everyone. You know what I mean? So if another group of people came in in 30 years time, mm. it's, it, it, it will be easier for them because they're coming into an even more increased and more culture society than we did back in the, back in the, in, in, in the um, early 50s, late 40s. Mm. So wait, we've got, we got five, well, less than five minutes. Last thing I want to get to, Tales on the Plantation. So, obviously that's the title of the podcast. So, at this point, I'm, okay, I'm going to tell one of my, it's not really, it's not that deep of a, it's, obviously it's not that deep Explain of a story. Explain what you mean by Tales from the Plantation. When I say Tales on the Plantation, what I mean is, you guys are all black people, 
working in a white man's world. So obviously you have stories about times at work where people have said things, done things. <laughs> there's been a, there's been, there's been some, some issues there. One. So wait, do you want to, do you want to go? No, not first. You want to go first. All right. Basically. <laughs> so basically one, one of the things that happened for me, right? So with this whole black thing now, right? That black is popular. No, it's, it's black. Of black culture has always been popular, but it's different. Like when different waves of things happen in the black community, like in the black community, it then makes its way into mainstream culture. For instance, the whole Big Shaq thing. So Michael Dapper, this character Big Shaq, it was great. It was funny, right? I already despair of what you're gonna say. <laughs> so then, no, no. <laughs> nah, so like obviously, so I have a jacket, just a normal. I'm stressed. Normal jacket, <laughs> just a normal. Just... just a normal, you know, Trish. your regular like. It's just a jacket, like it's not even that deep. It's just you know with the fur, like the fur, kind of furish lining. So I worked, like worked, and then obviously people, are, oh yeah, Big Shank, he's so he's so funny. Oh, look at you, that! You got that roadman jacket, don't you? <laughs> they said you have a roadman jacket. What? And I thought it's just a coat, ma- bro. It's actually just a coat. So this from next, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's so mad. Like the way people just honestly and. Yeah, I don't care. When it comes to the digital, like into digital, I don't know, and like tech and all that kind of thing, um, like marketing, they pride themselves on being like so liberal and so friendly to you know LGBT friendly. They're empowering women. Um, you know, they want people of color in the workplace, all that stuff. But really, the lot of them are just kind of white middle class kids who don't have a clue. Like they are, they can say so many problematic things, like all the time and i've definitely had that i don't know if no you guys don't i don't know you work in marketing don't you so you know but you you don't want to tell <laughs> she's not trying to tell the story she's saying yo the she likes her life what, it's what okay <laughs> no no this has got red to pay you know <laughs> no no i was got red to pay but i didn't call no one's name anyway Nate, what's your <laughs> what's your story um it wasn't in this country but from what i do I was I was uh, <laughs> I was performing at a, I think it was a wedding, and um, they had up a projector just showing like different pictures of the couple, and whatever, whatever, in different situations from them when they were young, whatever. And like I think we had a we played and there was, there was a bit of a break. I'm just sitting there just you know, just chilling out, just waiting until we go on next. And I'm just looking at the the pictures, and there's a situation there like a fancy dress party, like cool, and then. And then the groom and the couple of his friends come up in blackface. <laughs> like, and then, you know, sort of, you know, the, the, the projector keeps rolling, keeps rolling, and it's just cycling on the same pictures, isn't it? So, like, the first of all, I saw it, I was like, no, no, no that's, not, that's not real. It keeps coming around, and I'm seeing it, I'm just like, and I'm the only black guy there, isn't it? In the whole place. Dread. And I'm sitting there, like, what do you I do? feel very uncomfortable. What can you do in well, that you situation? You can't do nothing. Like, I take I that black face down. Like, like I it's, it's, and, and made it worse. There was one point where it's a few of them were like, what, were watching the projection, and we're like, just and, and like saw a picture and started laughing at it. And I'm sitting there like, I feel so uncomfortable, man. What am I supposed to do? I can't just walk out and leave. I don't think any of them there will understand that how uncomfortable it might make someone feel. You know what I'm saying? They don't get it. It's a different culture. You know what I mean? You just got to sit there and just like, wow, I'm standing up. Like, what, what can you do? What can you say? 
Okay, on that whole blackface thing, yeah. Come into the mic. Mic, mic. On that whole blackface thing, I do have, like, I've got a work story there. Now, I I don't know, call me ignorant or whatever, but I did not know that Black Pete was a whole celebration and that was still a thing that went on. In until Holland. about Yeah, until about seven years ago. Like, and I, so it came up on, like, uh, my social timeline. It came up and I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> what's going on? So my um, director at the time, like, it was, it was even more political because of where I was working, but we won't go there. Anyway, my director at the time, he was um, from Holland. So he was, had grown up celebrating, like, this Black Pete thing they do every year, doing blackface, all his, him and his family. Um, and I, so I'm in the office, triggered, um, and literally winding out being like, what the hell is going on? Somebody please explain this to me, da, da, da. So he comes out now and he's like, what are you talking about? What you're saying is offensive. Um, and what you're saying is offensive. You're trying to change my traditions. And I was like, your traditions are racist. <laughs> Um, and I'm triggered. Like, I'm offended. You can't be offended. I'm offended. And literally, it got to the point where, in my in hindsight, I could say I was probably a bit ignorant to just to assume that my issues are more important than what... Or my argument was more important than what he was saying. I it still was. I still stand it by it. A part of me still stands by it. But then I also feel like I should have been a bit more diplomatic because I was just whining out. But he... Like, his argument was... It's his cultural traditions. And in the same way that I'm trying to protect my cultural traditions, he wants to protect his. So that happened at work and I was sent home for half a day. No. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was no. sent home. But, but to be fair, I was triggered in the office. Like I was, I was wilding out. Like I, I was not okay. I did, I needed to <laughs> okay, go home. They actually said like, I was half a day. Yeah, oh, like I, that's hilarious. To be fair, I was cool. I just went shopping and blew off some steam. But wow, Matting. I feel like my mad story one. is just rubbish now. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. No, it's not to be mad one. <laughs> Listen, all my stories at work are usually centre around my hair. Or being, oh, Dane gave me style. Or, be, hair, or like being called, hair. or being called like. Oh, I don't want to bait on my job. But we usually centre it around my hair. So it's usually... <laughs> Mary it's usually like... So the other day... This is... Well, this is... My, well, I've had a recent hairspray, but the one that was the most annoying to me happened a few couple months ago. And I was at work. We were seeing some clients. And, um, <laughs> and one of my colleagues was like... Came... Like literally came up beside me and then whispered. was like, can I touch your hair? And I was like, no, because no. it's creepy, you weirdo. Like, no, like, we're, we're actually in the middle of seeing, like, of what, what are you doing? We're in the middle of actually doing something with a client. Like, what do you mean? Um, and he was like, oh. Then I went back into, like, the one of the side offices. And another random woman who I've literally never met came into the office, looked at my hair, and then literally just reached out her hand to grab it. And I blocked her hand. And then the other guy who'd asked me like five minutes before went to her. She doesn't like people touching her hair. I've already tried. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like? It's what? like you're a mannequin or something. I was like, just like, something. actually, what is wrong with you? Like, you're not well. Like, you people are, like, you've got something wrong with you. Like, what's okay, wrong with you? This is the thing now. I literally took a couple of people aside at work and had to ask them 
why I had to discuss the whole touching the hair thing yeah. because I just didn't understand it from like a white person's perspective. I don't get it because if you crimp your hair or you drop curls in or you put it up in a messy bun, at no point do I sit there and go, I want to feel what Becky's hair feels like with mousse or without mousse. That's just never <laughs> a thought that crosses my mind. So I legit just don't get it. So I literally sat them down. I was, so this is starting a new job, went in with braids one day. So obviously I was already ready. I, I arrived prepared for what was your, about your to happen. cards and your... Literally, your, I'd had my flashcards. Yeah. I'd been revising <laughs> the night before, done all my research, like watched a couple of vloggers. Like I was ready. So obviously the first girl came now. Like we had the whole, oh my gosh, your hair's amazing. How long did it take you? What did you do? So cool, I'm ready for that. It's cool, some education. Okay, these are, what's the black hair shop you say? Well, let me tell you. Um, so we went through all of that. Then one girl came, the next girl came. Okay, so I've been told in the past I'm not allowed to touch black people's hair. Um, so obviously I don't want to touch your hair, but I'm really fascinated. So where do we go from here? So I was like, we go from where we go from here is we all return to our desk. (laughs) And this is the end of the the conversation. But then I was like, actually, do you know what? Let me take one for the team. For all black people around, I'll let you touch a braid. But what I'm going to need back is an explanation as to why you need to. (laughs) So I let her feel the braid, shaking it, shaking it away. And I was like, see, now explain to me what you've achieved. Like explain to me what you got from this, why you needed to do that. And the other white girl was like, do you know what? It's true, actually, because I've never touched your hair and you've never asked to touch my... And as they sat there processing it, striking my braids, I was like, I felt like they got there eventually. So I don't know if sometimes you kind of need to have that conversation as to why it's... It's not just don't touch my hair, but it's... Don't touch my hair because it's it's not a normal thing to do. Like, on... Like, human-to-human interaction doesn't involve stroking each other's hair. And I I agree with you, but my point is, actually, I'm not paid to do that, to educate you. So what you need to do is go to primary school for education. But but you know what? I will not be part of your your learning At least they asked. Yeah, at least they asked. But the point is, I I don't... even Even you asking me has annoyed me. Therefore, you have impacted negatively on my emotions. So you're not going to touch my hair. What you're going to do, Becky, is go back to your desk and not talk to me because I don't need to teach you because I'm not your teacher. Because mm. this isn't this isn't actually Rathbone Primary School. So actually, Primary I don't school have to school down the road. By the way. I don't have like what Camilla did was very no, was very noble. Like it was very noble. But actually, like I think over the twenty something years of my life, this has happened to me so much that I no longer have energy. Like. It's so, do you know, every single time I change my hair, someone tries to touch it. This is like literally almost every single month. I have to fend off people touching my hair. Like every single month. <laughs> I'm having to like do like. karate and kung fu. Like it, when I'm sitting down at the work, I've had people, <laughs> one time I was at work, sitting at the computer, someone came up behind me silently and tried to touch my hair without me noticing from the back. And I turned around and then she tried to run off to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I don't want to... I feel like YouTube is so... First of all, YouTube is so freely Free. available. And also, we live in London. Do you not know you have black friends? There yeah, should be... You, you, like, if, you're, if you live in London, you have at least... You should have at least one black person in your life you're close enough to, with that they will allow you to touch their hair. What do you So think? why does it have to be me? On the hair issue. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I personally think it's a bit dehumanising. I think it's very separate, like, sort of... It's what you do to a dog. I mean, I go up to, I love, I love dogs. So I go up to dogs and I ask the pet owner, like, can I touch your dog? But I do not go up to a human 
and can I touch your hair? Like, it's just not normal. And it's not just the hair thing. You know, you hear white women talking about black bodies. Wow, like why her butt looks like this. It's a way of this constant, you're just not the same. And it's that othering. And and Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I don't know the full history, but I think this whole thing of touching black people's heads and stuff, this sort of came back from slavery, where black people were sort of just this accessory in your house. And I'm not saying that they're conscious that that's how they're doing it, but really it is because it's just, like Camilla said, it's abnormal behavior. I just yeah. never go up to someone and say, I see women with beautiful hair all the time, but it just would never occur to me to, to touch it. There's one meeting, if I see a girl in the gym, I'm like, your hair's beautiful. But I, I never would, once, I but yeah. I never I ever once it. go up to her and be like, can I touch? You just don't it's touch weird. people like and that. And also, do you, like, I feel like it's very, it's low-key aggressive that she actually said to you, I want to touch your hair. I know it's not appropriate for me to touch your hair. Where do we go from here? Put the onus on you to fix her inappropriate in my life. So basically, your your psychological illness is my problem because you know your behaviour is inappropriate and you have no way to facilitate your inappropriate (laughs) behaviour. So you have now put the onus on me. I'm I'm your therapist to work through your issues. Okay. Your behaviour is inappropriate. Context, context, we're, we're cool. We're like, obviously we're work colleagues, but we are like friends enough where I didn't need to box her. So like disclaimer... That like that is kind of that is kind so of like, but I think also as well like for me where I work I am like there are not many black people and I I think part of part of um, being in an industry where you are othered and you are like part of the minority you do even though yes it's not your responsibility to be this person's therapy or whatnot you do have a certain responsibility or i feel like i have a certain responsibility to um open doors for like younger generations and to take take some knockbacks so that like my younger siblings can come through and not have to deal with all of that crap but sorry can i interrupt that's what i was gonna say i don't think that's going to happen i actually think going back i think it's it is actually aggressive (coughs) it's a way of saying I get to, to do this thing to you, even if you don't want me to do it. Because you just, it is just not normal behavior. You could admire things like, I could see a woman on the train, she's got an amazing handbag. I don't touch her handbag. I don't say to her, oh my gosh, your bag is lovely, can I? It's just, there's a boundary. And I think with black women, I don't know if it's the same as with black men at all, but I think there is just thing where they just think, I'm allowed to do that. And I'm not saying that they're racist or that they're aggressive. They've probably got black friends. Hey, they've probably got a black boyfriend. But they still think that they're allowed to do this. Have you you heard that? Wait, wait. Can I just just say on that, yeah? Do you see? Like, one thing I would like to understand, I'm putting it out there for everyone, right? You see when, okay, you see, as a white person, you're about to go through, you're about to embark on behavior that you know is not acceptable. Can I just put as like a, a PSA, if you've got some sort of black access point, it's still not okay behavior. So if you pre- prelude your behavior by saying, oh, my wife has got hair like yours, so um, can I touch your, that's still, it's still not okay. <laughs> or like, my best friend's boyfriend was also African, so therefore, no, not therefore, that's the whole speaking it's for still everyone, not it? okay. It's that's like, just, they always want someone, yeah, someone that's as a focal just a point, PSA I'd like so to put out there. But it's, it's, it's still not okay. Like, whatever you think your access point is, that behavior is still unacceptable. Also, are we point. helping, are we helping white people when we enable them to act like toddlers? 
I don't know if we are. I feel mm-hmm. like toddlers are people who... Toddlers don't have control over their emotions, their behaviour. They feel like the whole world revolves around them. And they're unable to control their impulses and not care about how it affects other people around them because they're toddlers. And we don't expect them to grow up. I feel like white people, when it comes to black bodies, are perpetually in a state of being toddlers. And I will not enable your behaviour by allowing you to touch me because you need to grow up. Because you're a fully mm-hmm. adult human and you need to understand how to control and curb your impulses. So actually, you can't touch my hair. This is a learning point for you. You are no longer three. Just because you see the cooker and it's and something on the pot and you want to touch it, it's hot and it's gonna hurt you. If you touch my hair, I might hurt you. So and don't do it. Also, it is also a love <laughs> And also actually if you think about it, it's it's somewhat humiliating. Because not only is it humiliating that someone's sort of fawning over you, but it's also a way of highlighting that. Not that there's any shame in having hair extensions or weave or any of those things. But it is also humiliating because they love to then pick up, oh, so it's not so your it's not hair. Yours. That's so always then it goes a whole other thing and it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. look, this is, I mean, I don't wear hair extensions, but like this is something that is just, black women are allowed to have their privacy when it comes to their hair. They don't need to justify why they've got weave or why they have extensions or, or why you. you want to wear a wig. And then we also don't need like, you to be patronising, but you should just wear it like an afro. Well, that's just ignorant because not all black women have an afro. Some mm. women have short hair or, or different types. And I think it's just this way of, I don't know if it's a conscious thing. I don't think they're thinking, I really want to humiliate this black woman. But you have to be aware that it is yeah. somewhat humiliating to then nitpick at someone's hair. It'd be like me almost saying to someone, Oh, like, your breasts are really nice. Are they? Are, are they? Are they, are they? Are they? Exactly. Have you had surgery? How long are, the surgery? Are you take? wearing spikes? How long have you had? You know, are you wearing? Yeah, exactly but it's this very invasive it thing, it's and I think invasive. it's a way of. I feel like I shouldn't even comment on of, this issue of like. low-key humiliating <laughs> you know black yeah, women because it's that thing of. Oh, oh, so it's not your so it's hair. Not real. And it's also a thing of, oh, we have nice hair because we wear our real hair. Okay. And you guys you don't wear your real hair, so obviously you don't yeah. like your hair. But again, going back, back to the thing with black men, this is also perpetuated by black men shading black women for wearing hair yeah. extensions, wigs, and weaves. Because you criticise them if I they had... get away scot-free. No, you're not. Because I know it's two different things. But, <laughs> it's all, but it is also a thing where it's like black women are humiliated if they have a weave. And it doesn't mean she but hates herself. She might like her short hair, but you know what? She's also allowed to change her mind. Yeah, and we're going to elevate a European aesthetic, but then we're going to cuss black women for, for, for emulating that European Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I must say, I've not, I've not experienced the like demonizing of hair extensions in fact what i've had is white people then saying oh yeah oh, I, I wish also, I wish I when i put my weave in or when i do my hair extensions like so i've not i've not necessarily seen the the demonizing or anything like that that side of it i don't think it's, I do I think see, it's implied yes i don't well <laughs> okay apparently i've just been shaded and i didn't even know no, no I'm, I honestly don't think it's. I don't. No one's ever said to me, "Oh, why?" Like, ooh. But I've never even like, had oh, that. So oh, cool. so it's not yours. I've not. I've not. I've had, had so much. They'll be like, that, is that, and it's also they ask you, is it They're doing it in a workplace, and so now every like it's bad enough that you're already the only black person maybe in. Yeah, and now everyone Sarah, knows you. And now everyone's asking you questions like you have to be the representation and the voice of black hair and why it's in braids or or not. I mean, I think that's. I mean, that's not my experience. I don't have it, but I would still be. I can imagine how that would feel. I would feel really self-conscious now if everyone was like looking at my hair and thinking, why have you got braids or or that? It's just so. basically, it's annoying. If you have questions about black hair, go on Google, YouTube natural 85. Also shows you don't have enough of a diverse videos. friendship group. Yeah, or ask your black friend. If you don't have a black friend in London, But hold on, you just said you, you just said someone asked you and you're you're getting upset that they're asking you about That's stuff. That's not her friend though, it's her colleague. It's my friend, I'm not talking about a friend. If my friend can ask me, I have, I've had white friends ask me, I've had white friends touch my hair. You're not my friend. You're somebody I literally have known for some total of two weeks. 
You're not my friend. Oh, we've never, t- we've never even touched. We don't even share. I wouldn't share a bottle with you. I wouldn't even share cream with you. You're not my friend. <laughs> so, I wouldn't share, I wouldn't share well, a lift well, with you. <laughs> okay, let me. All right. So that was supposed to be five minutes, and now we're we're on black hair. But everything you said was true. Don't touch black people's hair unless you have the express permission of the owner. Don't touch. Um, yeah, yeah. Tales on the Plantation, Volume One. We out. Thank you so much. Um, hashtag Tales on the Plantation. Um, Instagram hashtag don't touch my hair (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to give nah let's give so much free publicity but yeah at (laughs) Tales from the Plantation on Instagram at Plantation Tales on Twitter Facebook Tales from the Plantation um, and we're on SoundCloud too we out